Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Woman Unplugged. I am so excited because this episode today is going to be quite different and very special. I got a few unique little surprises for you. The podcast is growing, I'm networking, and I'm so thankful to all of you. For those of you who've been here since the beginning, for those of you who have joined along the journey, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited and honored for you to be part of this journey. So let's dive in, grab your tea or coffee, whatever you like. If you're driving, be safe and enjoy joy. Here we go, y'all. Welcome to the Christmas episode of Woman Unplugged. <laughs> this makes me want to sing. Welcome to Woman Unplugged, a podcast of encouragement for today. Let's talk about the everyday matters of life, womanhood, motherhood, marriage, friendship, and more. We're all new to this thing called life. We've never done it before. Tune in to this podcast and be encouraged, inspired, restored, find new joy and purpose as you grow into the woman you are called to be. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Christmas edition of Woman Unplugged. Oh, lonely night. That's the title of today's podcast episode. Oh, lonely night. All about those jingle bells, Christmas cheer, and lonely nights. Christmas, the most wonderful time of the year. That is, if we live for the next holiday and the next best thing, right? It seems to be the most magical time of the year that most of us look forward to. And if not that holiday or event, it might be another. Nonetheless, something to look forward to every year. But if that's the case, what are we doing the rest of the year? Christmas, also the loneliest time of the year for many, maybe more than we realize. There's something in the air this time of year. Yes, the smell of mint, cinnamon, gingerbread, cider, and pine trees too. But metaphorically speaking, also, there's something in the air. Something about the lights, the presents, the countdown to that very special night, that oh-so-holy night. When some of us remember the birth of Jesus, others get excited about good food and fellowship. Others, again, anticipate the presents they'll receive. And yet others make plans to jump off a bridge. Because if they have to face one more year, one more day like this, this will be the end of them. It already is. What tragedy. While a world gathers under lights with joy in their hearts, yet others feel such despair that ending it all seems like the only choice they have. Now this episode is meant to bring joy and hope. But these hard topics must be talked about too. And honestly, dear ones, it's often in talking about these hard things and facing the pain that we find hope. And if you're not struggling with depression, sadness, or suicide, 
Maybe things are wonderful for you and you are excited about the presence and the food and the fellowship. Stay tuned and hang in there with me because I believe there is something in this episode for every one of us, regardless of the state of mind that you're in right now. As Pastor Michael Shreve says, hope is neither wishful thinking nor constant positive thinking that denies problems that exist. Hope is not just an idea. We can't hope in hope. There is no power in that. It's not just something we do. It's something we can actually have. But if this life is all there is to hope for, then what about innocent children dying? What about babies dying in their mother's womb? What about that friend or family member who died of cancer? That man or woman who hoped for but never got that miracle of healing? What about all that death, sickness, and pain? And there is so much pain. If this life is all we have, then we're ished out of luck. We are screwed. But I know, yes, I know there is more. 1 Peter 1 verse 3 to 4 says, In God's great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. You have an inheritance. You were inherently made for eternity with God. Your inheritance is good. Hebrews 6 verse 19 to 20 says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. There is hope, not only for here and now, but for afterward too. But what about the here and now? Loneliness is an epidemic, especially in these times we live in. And for many, it lasts throughout the year. It's something many of us face at various times in different seasons and in various ways. And you know, I guess there's something about the holiday season, when family and friends come together, when many people know what to expect. They know who they'll be spending Christmas with. Yet for many others, it's a vivid and raw reminder of how lonely they really are. And when you're the odd man out, it's hard to continue denying the facts that you're all alone. It's a bit easier when everyone else is at the bar pretending to have a good time, trying to drown their sorrows with alcohol. It's a bit easier to pretend when everyone else is running around in the stores buying yet even more things that they don't really need. It's easy to blend in when everyone's going through the motion at work, at school, and wherever else humans go. But when the stores are closed, and many people aren't at work because it's Christmas, when school is out for the holidays, and most everyone else is at their family's or friend's house, that's when it hits you. Now, it's hard to pretend. In the quiet and the solitude, that's when the silence seems to ridicule you and scream in your downcast face. You are all alone. What pain, what despair feeling lonely, feeling alone. That is one of the worst feelings in the world. And feeling discouraged is often worse than many physical ailments. When God made man, he said it was not good for a man to be alone, so he made him a helper. So how does it feel when we're in a place opposite 
of how we were created to be, against how we were designed. And loneliness is often more than being alone physically. You can feel alone in a crowd. You can feel alone amongst a bunch of people. Lonely. Now, this podcast episode is not meant to slap a band-aid on a gushing wound and simply say, well, hey guys, Merry Christmas, good news, you're not alone, God loves you. That doesn't do jack for someone who's really hurting. Some might say, great, Jesus is with me, but I don't see him. Unless the clouds part and they feel the warmth of God's love in that moment. And yes, I know that is possible. I have physically felt God's presence more than once in my life. But unless that happens, it doesn't do much. And let's be honest. A lot of times, having hope and faith has nothing to do with feelings. It's a decision, an act of the will to say, I will believe I will cling to what he promised me, what God promised me. I have hope, I have faith, even when I cannot see. Like Hebrews 11.1 talks about, right? The evidence and the confidence in the things unseen. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the confidence of things unseen. But honestly, I think that God does long to reveal himself physically to and through us more than we realize. Sometimes it's selfishness, sometimes it's laziness, sometimes it's fear or everything in between that makes us hope for a miracle so we don't have to do the work. Think about that. Let me say that again. Sometimes it's selfishness, laziness, or fear, and maybe all of the above, that makes us hope for a miracle so we don't have to do the work. Yes, friends, a lot of times the answer to your friend and family's prayer is you. Your arms is what God would like to use to hold that person in need. Yet we often take the easy route, hoping God would part the clouds and do something supernatural so we don't have to deal. When our arms and feet, our encouragement, our gifts, and the unique way that we were designed in the image of God, that is supernatural in and of itself. You might be the miracle someone else needs. You are unlike anyone else. You are not too much. You are not forgotten. You are needed. There is no one exactly like you. You were made in the image of the Almighty, the all-glorious Father who breathes stars into existence. If we only did the hard and holy work of getting to know ourselves and realizing what Elsa discovered in Frozen 2, spoiler alert, When she cried out into the void, show yourself. And the answer was, actually, it's already inside of you. No, I don't mean you are God. We were made in his image, but you are his child. You were inherently made for goodness and for fellowship with God. Your inheritance is good. You were created to create. You were made in his image. And we say that so often, but think about it. Made in his image. That's got to count for something. And if that's the case, then who are you? And what about the way you are is needed in this world? And I guarantee you are needed. And if you're not so sure, reach out to me. I'd love to work with you and coach you, walking with you to a place of growth and healing. So you can become yourself. I recently had the privilege of meeting a few strangers at a coffee shop near my house. 
and Joe the barista at this bookstore coffee shop asked me how to spell my name. Usually I'll tell the baristas Rose because that's easy, but this time I chose to give him my full first name, Rosalie. And instead of writing down what he thought would be the proper spelling, he asked for the exact spelling of my name. And we got to talking about people and their desire for community. And Joe said something very profound. He said, everybody wants to be known. He said, people come here, even though they could be working at home alone, but they come here because they long for social interaction. And I think Joe is so right. Everyone wants to be known. It makes people happy when someone else makes the effort of getting to know them. The other gentleman I had a conversation with, his name is Steve Wynn. And Steve shared with me stories of his childhood growing up and what Christmas meant to him. He said Christmas brings memories back of his parents trying to make Christmas special for him and his two brothers. One Christmas, they didn't get a lot of Christmas presents and toys. And he remembers his brothers being pretty disappointed. So around New Year's, their father suddenly took them to a store and said, you can pick out whatever toy you like. Steve shared with me how he remembers that Christmas being special because he could see how his parents were trying to make it special for their children. Steve mentioned how Christmas is people trying to do better for the next generation. And often, even those who don't necessarily like the holiday want to do something nice for others. You know, when we take care of the least of these and others in need, we're getting it right. Christmas is all about that holy night because of Jesus coming to this earth. But he came to turn a lonely night into a wholesome night. A night filled with holiness, but also wholeness. Completion, redemption, forgiveness, and hope. in a time where many Christian leaders, artists, and performers are glorified, where success for the kingdom is exalted. Don't get me wrong, a worker is worth his wage and hard work will be rewarded. If people can reach many at once through their art, music, and teaching, that's wonderful. The more people that can hear about the love of God, the better, as long as it points to King Jesus and his kingdom. But where does that leave the rest of us? What about the small business owners who are hustling to make a living? What about the not-so-well-known authors who are writing their hands off trying to get a message out, and they're often so good at it that you wish everyone would know them? What about local musicians and artists who aren't in the charts and on the radio, but have such beautiful songs to share with the world? Sometimes, as someone with a vision and passion, but a low profile, it is easy to feel lonely too, to feel unseen, unneeded, unwanted, or unheard. And we mistake success and a platform with effectivity and with value. 
And being faithful in these little things is hard on a daily basis, especially if you hear that from someone who's making millions in the industry. There are so many types of loneliness. You could be lonely because you long for a spouse. You could be lonely even though you have a spouse. You could be lonely because you feel unneeded and unwanted or you wonder what you're bringing to the table. Some people might feel lonely in regards to vision and purpose. You can be lonely surrounded by people in a crowd. The Word of God talks about a man without a vision perishing. God knows that man needs a vision. He gave Adam and Eve a job in the beginning. He knew it wasn't good for man to be alone, and he knew they needed a purpose. We are called to create, to produce, and to grow. But how do we do that without healthy soil, without water and sunshine? And loneliness is like trying to produce a harvest without any of those. But the good news is that God is the God of the harvest. He brings the rain and the sunshine. He causes the crop to grow. And we have our roles to play. So what do we do? Let's talk about some practical things that we can do to contribute and to find our place in this world right after this short break. Today's episode is sponsored by Creative TL. If you're looking to grow your business and company, reach out to Creative TL for corporate graphics, branding and marketing packages, website help, posters, flyers, logos, and more. Today through January, you can receive 20% off of your first month for any marketing and branding package you choose. Learn more at www.creativetl.com. That's www.creativetl.com. Welcome back, friends. As mentioned before, I would like to dive into a few practical ways that we can figure out what we have to contribute to this world. And this goes for the person struggling with their place in life, so much so that they might be considering ending it all. And this goes for you if you're feeling wonderful, you're excited about the Christmas season, and you feel perfectly fine. The important thing is that we don't wait for a crisis to prepare for what we need to do in life. You don't wait until there is war to prepare for battle. In the same way, you don't wait for a competition to start training. Now is the time to figure out what you need to do to grow strong. So, number one, if you are lonely, feel suicidal and without hope, please take action. Call the National Suicide Prevention Line, Suicide Hotline 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. Please seek help. You are not alone. You can have hope. He is a person, Emmanuel, God with us. God is with you. Second of all, and this goes for all of us, learn yourself. You have a role to play. You can have vision, new perspective. But first, you must know yourself so you can grow yourself. Don't wait for the storm to come, to deal with difficult things. As I just said a minute ago, we don't wait for war to train for battle. Learn yourself now, your blind spots, your strengths and weaknesses, so you can break out of patterns and grow. I personally recommend the Enneagram. It is a personality assessment based on ancient wisdom, but it is also so much more than just a personality test. 
It helps you discover not only the who and how that you are, but also the why behind it. And that's the very important difference to other tools. It allows for healing and growth in your relationships, in your personal life, in your communication, at work, and more. Because beyond being about your behavior, it is about the reason for your behavior, the why behind it, your motivations, core fears, and desires. Looking at that can help you change your behaviors and patterns. Please reach out to me if you'd like to learn more information on this powerful tool. I'm starting to offer Enneagram coaching services, and I'd love to come alongside you and grow together. Third, reach out. Dare to connect with others. It's like we tell our children when they go to school and they're having a hard time making friends. We say, be a friend to make a friend. Connecting with others, being courageous, stepping out, and trying to connect with others. And that's how we can grow in community and move away from loneliness. Fourth, open your eyes to the needs around. Be God's hand and feet. Consider being the miracle that you're praying for. We can turn a lonely night into a holy night for someone and for ourselves. So again, first of all, if you're in immediate help, please seek help. Second of all, learn yourself. Do the hard and holy work of getting to know who you are and who you were created to be. Third, reach out, connect to other people. Create and surround yourself with community. And fourth, open your eyes to the needs around. Be God's hands and feet. It's not just me, myself, and I. You are part of a whole. A coaching logo that my husband, Terrace Elliott, created for me and for my coaching business shows two hands with different beautiful colors, similar to stained glass you find in an old church. These two hands and in front of them, the Enneagram symbol. The triangles and the nine points representing the nine types of the Enneagram. You see, when we learn ourselves and we grow ourselves and we become whole, it is very much about a journey for ourselves and as a whole. Each type on the Enneagram is not just a number and a person in and of itself, but part of a whole, part of the circle. The Enneagram is all, has also been referred to as the face of God because God is all nine types. He is the reformer like the type ones. He is the giver and helper like the type twos, the achiever like the threes, and so on and so forth. All the beautiful things that God has laid in every one of us are part of who He is. And God is holding it all together. We need one another. As we explore ourselves and find God more and more and experience the power of the gospel, we also find how much we need each other. Each type can learn from the other. And we grow and become more whole, not only as we grow within our own type, but also grow towards integration. Also, as we learn compassion for others, appreciating their strengths, celebrating their uniqueness, and learning from how they view and relate to the world. We can learn from type ones to focus on balance and to focus on what is good and ideal, to strive for righteousness and holiness. We can learn from twos to be givers and to love and serve. Threes teach us to work hard towards our goals, to be the best and excel. Fours teach us the beauty of life and show us how to appreciate uniqueness 
and emotions and art. Fives teach us the beauty of knowledge and information and the importance of using our minds and taking a step back. People dominant in type six of the Enneagram teaches about commitment and loyalty. Type sevens, the enthusiast, teaches about fun, spontaneity, and excitement in life. Type eights, the challenger, teaches strength and courage and willfulness. And type nines teaches about making peace, being easygoing, and receptive. See, the strengths of each of these types are attributes of God because he made us in his image. You do bring something to the table. And we need one another. You thought you had no reason to live. Well, do you know your maker? You thought life was just about your kids. Do you know your maker? You thought it was just about money and sex or success. Well, do you know your maker? Terrace Lamar Elliott Oh, friends, there is so much power and beauty and glory in discovering the grace God has available for each one of us and for one another. Miles Monroe says, Once you realize your future is not around you or ahead of you, then you become peaceful. Because God put your future where he knows you can't miss it. And you go looking for it everywhere except where it is, inside of you. When you find your gift, you will make it anywhere. It's amazing to realize that everything changes when you discover your gift and purpose. And suddenly you have a vision. And that vision is what you work for and toward. And it can help push you forward when things get really hard and really dark. God has written eternity into our hearts. He placed your future, your work, your gifts inside of you. You already are who you are created to be. Now it's your job to discover that and to become yourself. You know, today I struggled once again with fear. Fear of betrayal and abandonment, jealousy and hurt from the past. And I felt this anxiety I couldn't shake. I knew I had to pray and read the word and get truth into my brain so I could fight those lies. But I'm a hard type, and so often these rational thoughts are not that strong to battle the feelings I'm feeling. But I need that balance. And so thinking things through, reading God's word, praying and breathing, that helps. And then I saw the verse from 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 on social media. Yeah, God uses all these things to get our attention if we only paid attention. And I looked that verse up as I was sipping on my coffee this morning. And it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And you know what the verse before that one is? It says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Paul reminded Timothy to fan into flame. You know, if we rely on our emotions and excitement about the moment, this Christmas or the next holiday or event or project, and so on, that will fade. One moment we might feel valuable, important, loved, safe, accomplished, and needed, and the next we question why we do what we do and if anyone would even notice if we were gone. These hypes fade, the holidays go away, and we find ourselves disappointed again. In verse 6 of 2 Timothy 1 it says, We need to fan into flame the gift of God. That takes time and practice. It's exhausting to keep blowing onto a flame, fanning a flame until it grows into a strong, consuming fire. And even then, you have to maintain it. 
but it's worth it. We look for warmth and beauty in a candlelight or a fireplace, but we're often unwilling to do the work it takes to get there. Don't give up. Fan the flame. Keep digging to become yourself, to find your vision and purpose. Dear ones, there is hope. He has a name. His name is Jesus. And if you're skeptical, just cry out and give it a try. Nothing you can lose, only gain. And if you already met him, dive in, press in even harder. There is so much more. As Pastor Michael says, there is strength for today and hope for tomorrow. God is with us, Emmanuel. God is for us. God forgives us and he assures our future, both here and now and forevermore. I'll end with the same words that concludes a powerful sermon titled, An Anchor for My Soul by Pastor Michael Shreve. Check it out when you get time. Ephesians 1, verse 16 to 21. This is my prayer, that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the all-glorious Father will give you spiritual wisdom and the insight to know more of Him, that you may receive that inner illumination of the Spirit, which will make you realize how great is the hope to which He is calling you, the magnificence and splendor of the inheritance promised to Christians, and how tremendous is the power available to us who believe in God, that power is the same divine power which was demonstrated in Christ when he raised him from the dead and gave him the place of supreme honor in heaven, a place that is infinitely superior to any conceivable command, authority, power, or control, and which carries with it a name far beyond any name that could ever be used in this world or the world to come. Dear friends, there is hope and he has a name and his name is Jesus and he can break every chain and he will wipe the tears from your eyes. And no matter if you're struggling with loneliness this Christmas or if you feel at peace and excited about the days to come, you are not alone.
Thank you so much, friends, for tuning in today's episode. I hope it encouraged you. And if you know of someone who needs to hear this message, feel free to share this episode. Leave a review so many more people can find this. And if you would like to learn more about yourself and how you can grow into wholeness, becoming yourself, reach out to me. Email me at rosalie.elliot623 at gmail.com. That is rosalie.elliot623 at gmail.com. Or find me on Instagram and Facebook under Rosalie Elliot. I would love to connect with you. I hope you have a glorious day. Here's a little Christmas treat for the end. And until next time. Uh.